I look back and some of the things I wish didn't happen, of course, and other things were like, well, I think that was bound to happen. Either way, no matter what they are, it's built me up to be who I am. And I don't think I, I don't wouldn't want to risk knowing what it would be like not to have those experiences, good, bad or in between, you know. Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again. And I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. Well, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Moira Gorski. So glad you are coming back here and welcoming us into the second season of our podcast here, uh, focusing on joy, but knowing that there's always a little bit of chaos in our life. There's always going to be some juggling, but it's uh, if we intentionally go look for the joy, um, we can find it and live um, fulfilled and joyful lives. Today, uh, one of my friends, uh, Megan Holly, is coming to join us today. I'm super excited about I mean, if you ever get a chance to meet Megan, um, well, either online or in person, I mean, she is a powerhouse of energy and just so, so positive. And she is a wonderful branding photographer. I have some photos that she's uh, done for me to make me look uh, quite beautiful out there. Megan is coming today. We're going to talk about um, a little bit about photography, but really more about confidence and about how women see themselves. And I was talking with somebody this week about dimming our light. And sometimes people come into our lives and they aren't really nice to us and they cause us to um, dim our light. And um, certainly Megan is all about helping us really step into the light and um, see our own beauty and see our own worth. So I'm excited to have a conversation today about lots of things. Welcome to my show, uh, Megan Holly. I'm really super glad that you're here today. Thank you, Moira. I am absolutely positively excited to be here as well. Thank you for that sweet and kind intro. I just love being able to stand up and stand together with other women and just talk real and raw about the experiences that we all have and working with so many women in many different capacities over my career. It has been something that I've seen, like the different levels of confidence and the different ways that confidence and anxieties of life, you know, bog us down. So thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. And have you done, um, just for the listeners, have you done photography for, has this always been your kind of your joy? Have you always had an eye for looking at things and, and pulling the beauty out of things? How did you start with that? Yes. Yeah. You know, if I, look back to myself as a child, let's, you know, think, go that, that far back. Right. I now look at it, go, Oh my gosh, I was always that kid that was like excited about artsy, colorful, fun, different things. Um, my sister-in-law used to give me like the camcorder when I was like really little and let me walk around during like a family party. And nobody believed that I was actually recording them, but I really was. And I just look back at those times because I I was just even then obsessed with capturing the moments, capturing emotion, things like that. 
And I never went into like high school or even my beginning of college thinking I was going to be a photographer. Truly, I was, I did not. I went to school for interior design and have an associates in that, which I do use in what I do with color and staging and stuff like that. But, um, and then went into actually teaching for the first kind of leg of my uh, career, which also has helped me because I, you know, I teach and I guide and things like that through what I do. But yes, the the eye for beautiful things for people's actual like essence, more than what they look like, the essence, I think, is what can shift ourselves just in our uh, actual existence, but also in a photo form. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell and kind of, <laughs> I don't know where I've come from. And I, I just love the beauty in life. I think we we can sweep a lot of the simple things under the rug that we should be bringing to life about ourselves, about the things around us. And that's what standing in your confidence and, and photography can do for you. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to this question. I mean, you didn't go to school for I did not photography. You're like self, self-learned and educated. And I mean, you do beautiful work. Well, thank you. So I have an associate's and a bachelor's. Neither of them are in photography. So it's actually design and then obviously the education side of things um, for my bachelor's. But when I was teaching, actually, originally right out of college is when I started finding kind of the motivation to want to dive into photography more and found the confidence, again, tying it back to confidence to go, well, I'm going to try something new, which I think is something beautiful. No matter, to me, no matter what age or stage we're at, we should be thinking, is there something more that I could be, whether it's a hobby or it's whatever it becomes, it doesn't have to become a career like mine did, but is there something that we can, you know, do that just brings us a different light in our life? And photography was that for the longest time. I mean, te- I mean, I was teaching all the way back in, I don't even know when. <laughs> I'm like, when did I start teaching? 2008, 2009, um, when I was really immersed in, you know, teaching. And that's when I started dabbling. So as long ago as that is when I started dabbling. And then five years ago is when I went full time in just being in a business within it. And it's obviously grown and shifted since then too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Want you guys to hear that again and us to say it again. Like we need to, at least that's the way I am. And that's the message that I put out there is look for bigger challenges. Look for something more. We as moms and um, business owners, wives, friends, things like that, we get kind of in these routines of life, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it's, you know, in, in stages of life, right? So sometimes there's no, like, we'd love something more, but there just isn't any room. I mean, I'm, right. I've had four kids, three boys playing hockey, two double rostered, like, it's like, you know, swim team, marching band, like growing business, like there wasn't yeah. a spot for yeah. anything else, <laughs> even though I wanted it. But you know, like, I put myself on the back burner for a while because the focus was on raising the kids and, and just keeping everything, all the balls in the air. But I'm such a believer in, because I've gone through it in my life, like when space, well, sometimes we have to wait for the space to clear, but sometimes I think we just have to say, Hey, you know what? I'm a little like, what else is there? Like you said, what else is out there? What else can I do? And it doesn't have to be like some, you know, you don't have to start a new career, right? right? Or, but it may just be like, like what's going on in my town? Like, what else could I do here? Like, is there a library? Is there like a church I could be involved? Is there a book club? I was talking to my sister the other day. 
She's been in a book club for like over 10 years. I'm like, geez, you know, but the cool thing she said about it is besides the commitment to 10 years, I mean, I can't even find a book club to to join, but regardless, you know, the books that she's read, she goes, I've read books that I'm like, wasn't really interested in. I probably would have never learned or never read. Um, They're reading now that one by Prince Harry. Mm. And she said, I would have never picked that up. And she said, actually, she switched over to listen to it on Audible because it was just so like so many details. And anyway, but again, it's it's some it doesn't have to be some big thing. But when we look for something more, when we look for bigger challenges, that's how we learn and how we can discover. Oh, yeah. Perhaps something that could become a new career or could fill us with joy that we never knew right? That we even had, like, who knew? Like, who knew that that's what you would be doing? Well, I always say that I, if you would have asked me when I was, I don't know, let's just say 19, (laughs) where I would be, I would, you would, if you told me the story of where I'm at right now, I'd be like, you're actually joking because all of that sounds really scary. It sounds like nothing I've ever really thought about, you know, and what does that even mean? So, I mean, even if you would have asked me at honestly 29, <laughs> where I'd be, you know, here kind of on the, the back burner of my 30s going into my 40s in a few years, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. But it's because I opened up my eyes enough, right, to see the different spaces and places that I have kind of always, like I said, going back, I've always been the kind of creative soul, but a lot of it was crushed down throughout the years because of, you know, people saying, well, you can't make a career out of this. Can't make it, can't do that. Can't do this. Um, Oh, that's a fun little hobby and things like that, or just not having the time. Mm -hmm. So you mesh those together and forget it. You're going to, you're not going to see the beauty in, you know, joining a, a, a gardening club or working with animals just on a volunteer basis. You might, you might, I, well, that I don't have time. The stories are going to come up, right? Right. Oh, that's, you know, not a uh, productive way of using my time. That doesn't, you know, make money if it, if it is a career thing that you're looking at. I, I something I saw a couple of weeks ago and it's stuck in my mind. I keep thinking about it like almost daily is it was talking about like, what are the, what's the commonality behind most successful people? People are like, oh, they're consistent. Well, no, because there's a lot of people who are successful and they're all over the board but somehow they still make to whatever their level of success is. Okay. So that's not it. Um, well, they're passionate. No, what the actual thing is, and I actually really resonate with this is they're stubborn. Mm. I'll raise my hand, all of my hand, both hands and my feet, all the things. And just say like, I am stubborn to the core to prove that there is a, there is different ways to do things. There are different mindsets to have around it. So if somebody's listening and they're sitting there going, well, yeah, there. I do feel like I need a little something more, whether it is just a little thing to fill up you on a weekly or monthly basis, like you said, a book club or whatever, or you are thinking there's something more in my career that I need. Get stubborn about it. Mm. Get stubborn about it. Find the stories that you're telling yourself, you know, what are you holding yourself back in? You know, are you self- telling yourself you're not having enough time, but then you waste, you know, an hour a day, if not more scrolling on your phone? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like you might have a little more time if you really thought of it. So just little things to think about, you know, because I am so happy, blessed and grateful for the stubbornness that has come out in me to prove that I can make a life in an artistic uh, career path. And, you know, all of that stuff, the stubbornness, I think, was what got me there. (laughs) Yeah. Something came up when you said that is just being curious, like being curious about what 
could be and not having to know that, well, if I do this, if I join a garden club or if I join, I mean, I have a girlfriend that joined a French club Mm. at the local community college here. She now lives in Paris. That was a long time ago, but she lives in Paris. She's an artist. She married a Parisian and um, she has a wonderful life over in Paris, but it's because she had a love of of French and she joined like a French club where they did conversational French and they would get together like as a social club. And then that led to her developing her art and she developed greeting cards. And now she's just, I have a couple of her paintings in my home. And so you just never know, but it's that curiosity, I think of being, like you said, being stubborn, like, no, no, this isn't it. Like my life, you know, whatever, but also not knowing and I say this because I try to, I do this every day. It's like, don't, you don't have to know what absolutely the future is going to hold, like, and all of that. Like, how about we just be curious for today? How about we be stubborn yeah. today with like, no, that's not acceptable. This life is not acceptable to me. I'm going to be stubborn and like, you know, try something new just for today. I love that. Like curiosity and, and stubbornness together, right? If you're open enough to be curious about something, right? Like whatever, I don't care what it is. It could be <laughs> about how to, I don't know, grind the stumps out in your backyard. You're like, I'm, I just want to figure out how to get this done. I just want to learn it. I want to, it's bothering me enough to figure it out. And then all of a sudden you find that you love landscaping. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I say that because we have some stumps to grind in the backyard and it's like (laughs) driving me nuts thinking about having to get this done. But anyways, right. Like it's like that you're curious enough about, okay, well, I don't want to pay somebody to do it. Like whatever you're reasoning is to get more curious and then being stubborn to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think I love that, that you brought the curious side of it because mat- matching the two, it's like, my gosh. And right. Your friend probably never in a million years thought she'd live in Paris. Mm-mm. And for some people they're like, well, that's scary. I don't want to get too curious because what happens if I have a, a life that's bigger than I thought, or what happens if it brings me to places that I don't know? Well, the thing is, You are anyways. I mean, every day you think you know what's going to happen, right? And for the most part, yeah, we kind of have an idea of what our days and our weeks are going to look like. But we all know when the curveballs come and the craziness comes, that's when like it builds us up more than we ever think about, even if we don't see it at the time Mm -hmm. as building up our confidence or our uh, knowledge base. Yeah. But it does, right? You know, I mean, some of the hardest parts in our lives are the things that we kind of go, wow. Like if I now look at it with a clear mind, a little bit separated from the situation or the whatever it was experience, that's why I'm like this now. I wouldn't take that away from me. I've had lots of not so great things happen in life. And I look back and some of the things I wish didn't happen, of course, and other things were like, well, I think that was bound to happen. Mm -hmm. Either way, no matter what they are, it's built me up to be who I am. And I don't think I I wouldn't want to risk knowing what it would be like not to have those experiences, good, bad, or in between, you know? Yeah, I know. Many times we say, well, you know, when we go through, and again, if you've listened to this podcast in the first season, you know, so many people, you know, struggles and just so much and like close to death and mental, I mean, just really big challenges and myself included, you know, with what's going on in our life. And I think about that when people say, well, would you want it to be any different? I'm like, well, I mean, when you're in the midst of really those tough struggles, you're like, man, I wish, but I'm who I am today because of what I had to learn in those struggles, how I had to learn to take care of myself and, and put my oxygen mask on first Mm -hmm. in order for me to really give to myself, let alone, 
my business, my family, all of that stuff. I learned that through the struggles of all of the crap we went through. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been kind of forced to, to learn that if I wasn't, you know, that there. And um, so, yeah, we, again, we just, we never know what's going to be happening or what, you know, what next week is going to hold. But if we can be, I mean, there's a couple of things that, that um, like my, my oldest sister, not the book club sister, but the other sister, she is uh, three years older than me. And she retired a couple of years ago, but she loves, and she was career, no children, done very well, lives in California, but she loves Pilates. And she also knew when she retired, she goes, I mean, she's not somebody that's going to sit around and like, you know, (laughs) drink tea all day with her friends. And so She's like, I want to be doing something. And she loved Pilates. And so, and she said, you know, I see you, Moira, have this like flexible, like really a flexible life because you have your own business. And I, and she goes, I think I'm going to study Pilates and become a Pilates instructor Mm -hmm. because if we do travel around, which they will, um, and they have um, a little bit and they move down to the desert in California, she goes, I can teach Pilates. I mean, I'm always going to go to Pilates wherever I go. And so why don't I be an instructor? So that's what she's did now she shifted into her second phase, whatever people call it, your second career or your twilight. I mean, I don't know. People call it different things, right? All the different second, second half or whatever. But <laughs> but that's what she she's like. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to retire, but I don't want to. Like I want to have some type of purpose yeah. in my retirement, and so that's and she. You know, she said, I mean, she's pretty busy. I visited her a few weeks ago, and she. But I kind of chuckled at her. She goes, "Man, I'm really busy." I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you're busy, right? That's right. Um, and you drive into her gated community, and it says Point Happy. I'm like, I think you have like a really great life, you know. Yes, but right. But you know, anyway. But she's able to design it. She stepped into to being able to, you know, she loves Pilates. She and now she loves to teach other people. She has a casita in her home that she can have people come over, and she has a reformer. And she, I mean, it's really great. But so she decided that, okay, I'm, I'm shifting from this to do this. She's happy, you know, and all that. And then one of my clients was over a couple of weeks ago and she's in her seventies. And, um, I consider her a friend, even though she's almost like the, you know, like my mother, she said, you know what? She goes, I love hanging out with you and Pam and, you know, the friends that I was with, with my business. And, um, she's been a client and a friend for years and, um, she goes, cause some of my friends, you know, she's like, I don't know if she's going to 75 or whatever, but she's in her mid seventies. She goes, so many of my friends, all they do is complain about the aches and pains and all this. And then this, and I have to go to this doctor and I have to do this. She goes, I just get tired of like mm. hanging with them because they're all about like, yeah, no movement, slowing down, like all of the negative things in life. Yeah. And she said, I'm not ready to do that. No. Right. Yeah. And so we can, any time in our life, be in your 20s 30s 40s 50s 70s whatever oh yeah we can want something more like you can make that choice yeah you can want something more or you can make the choice to live less yeah like you said even in your 20s or 30s if somebody has chronic illness or something like that you could just go this is the best it's gonna get and not figure out what your best version is right so there's all kinds of stories or things that we can say Mm -hmm. or find or you know obviously the hardships you, you can't take those away and you gotta you have to deal with them head on but there's also like, like she's saying, like, there's a different way to like, at least have a different perspective. If you can't change all of it, mm-hmm. then what can you do that? What can you control your perspective? Right. And find the confidence in yourself. Kind of, you know, kind of like right. 
what can I do to, to shift, be around different people? Cause misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So if people are feeling like, it's like, um, it's a miserable pull downward. Then you're like, okay, I need to find different people <laughs> or just finding that thing. Like we were talking about that thing that lights you up. The other thing that popped up when you were talking about um, your sister was I had a conversation with somebody, uh, I think it was last week and they were talking about like the busy mindset. It doesn't matter what you're busy with. You could be doing, and she talked about like a retired millionaire. They're like, oh, I'm so busy this week. I've got to go get my eyebrows done. I need to go pick out my new Louis Vuitton. I need da, 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 all this stuff. And it's like all these things where somebody else might be going, are you kidding me? That's like fun, you know? But to them, it's busy because that's their life. And that's their mindset wrapped around the busy. And it's interesting. I think if we all kind of take a look at like how we're looking at that too, like what's coming to life for us, how are we using our time? And does it feel just like busy work or are we actually grounding in it and like, extracting the goodness out of it all because like that's what my big worry is is that we're all just like running to the you know next thing the finish line and we are labeling everything as busy or stressful or overwhelming when we're maybe just need to just take it down a notch and go wait what's the goodness that's coming out of this you know what is mm-hmm. you know I, i've now got this life where i can teach pilates and all this stuff or oh i've got a little bit more time because the kids are at a different age i can I can squeeze in and I don't like to use the word squeeze because it seems negative, but I can, I can move in one Friday night afternoon or night to myself or to my friends or to my significant other, like, Ooh, that feels good. You know, instead of yeah. forgetting that that's an option now. Well, and knowing that again, there are seasons. Cause again, I chuckled at my sister and she goes, yeah, it's cause you're in town. And then I got this and I got this and we got this. And, and then she's like, yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm I said, well, I'm leaving in a couple of days. She goes, I know. And then it won't be as busy. So it's again, I, it's that perspective. And like, yeah. I'm sure people have heard it before. It's like, I have to do this or I get to do this. Yeah. Like if I was a retired millionaire and I got to go get my eyebrows and buy a Louis Vuitton yeah. or, you know, plan my next sailing trip with my girlfriends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It might be busy, but boy, you know, having that gratitude that you're able to be there. Yeah. Doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear, again, you've done photography, you've worked with a lot of, um, a lot of women, and I'd love to have you share like what you do see, you know, here coming up a lot with women, because I know again, going through, eating disorders and body mis- dysmorphia and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, being on a journey of life, it's sometimes we, I know I look at myself or I have looked at myself like, wow, yeah, that's not that great. Yeah. And uh, so I'd love to hear what, you know, you hear a lot of from the women. Sure. Yeah. And then we'll talk about how you really help them step into that beauty so that you can capture that in your photography yeah. and they could transfer it you know, into life too. I would love that. Cause yeah, it absolutely transfers into life. And I make sure of, you know, navigating conversations and situations in that way. So it's not just way when you're in front of the camera, you know, um, and I've, I've worked with so many women at this point, that is, you know, a huge demographic. I, like many photographers started out doing portraits and all the things, and I still do a little bit of portrait work, but my main work is with women who are in uh, entrepreneurs in, I don't like, I've been trying to stop saying small business in business, right? Because let's not keep it small. Let's keep it Mm -hmm. where we want it, right? In business for themselves and things like that. So I see the gamut. I see people who have walked all different types of lives, are in all different types of careers. And the one thing that I joke about is that my hardest part of my job is truly somebody looking back at themselves in a photo and embracing it. I don't even want to say loving it, but just embracing it. 
because you might not love all parts of you. So for me growing up, because I truly believe a lot of our self-esteem starts in the home, right? So if you're, mm-hmm. and I know, I know for a fact that a lot of mine came from my mom and like, she didn't have the best self-esteem. She, you know, wanted other people's opinions on everything. She wanted, you know, that like acceptance of, oh yeah, I like those shoes or, oh yes, that sweater looks great. So that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I can't pick out things that feel good on me. And I, you know, if I want to, you know, whatever it is, get stronger in the gym. Well, is that okay? Is it okay to be more muscular? Is it all these things? So growing up with my own, you know, anxieties about my body, I'm, I'm very, not even five foot. So that, that comes with a whole host of, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so short. It's like the topic of every conversation. Oh, did you know you're so short? No, I totally didn't realize that. (laughs) All right. Miss that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just talking with somebody who's also under five foot and we're like, if there's one thing we could just like erase from conversation is like that opening comment. And I get that some people just, it's just an easy way to like open a conversation, but it's just like, why are we still commenting on people's, it's still an appearance, right? Part of our appearance. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we doing that? I like to comment to people like, you look so fresh, like fresh and radiant today versus like, you know, you look beautiful. Even though people, I love telling people they're beautiful as well. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) So growing up with having that, kind of the shortness and then just also similar, just like with body situations, I'm very muscular. I have my dad's body. I am muscular and, you know, squat and all of the things. So we grew up in a society of, you know, Victoria's Secret and all these things that we're looking at what should be, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to work through that. And just now in the last five, six years, have I been like owning, right? Hey, these are the things that I love about myself. And these are the things that they're not my favorite parts, but what can I do to switch it? So then enter with working with the women in front of the camera. The things I hear the most are, well, I'm not very photogenic and, you know, I hate this about myself. And they're picking something very specific, whether it's, you know, oh, I hate the, you know, my arms or I I dislike, you know, my, my belly area or, oh, I'm just getting, you know, all those little lines and wrinkles on our, on my eyes, whatever it is. It's like, they'll, they'll tell me right away. It's, they have no shame in telling me exactly what they dislike. But they have a huge, hard part of saying, but I love how green my eyes are. Or, you know what? My smile is so radiant. Or I've worked really hard to, you know, just nourish myself and I feel good. Like none of that ever comes up Mm. until I like try to have that conversation a little bit. And even then it's kind of like, oh, you're asking me to like something and, and embrace something. And so the thing that I really try to do, and I think is one of my superpowers is helping people like meeting people where they are. So if they aren't in the most body positive space, how can we find a way through just movement and playfulness in a session, for instance, that they can see. So for somebody maybe at home who's like, well, I don't have any intention in getting in front of the camera for any reason. Okay, what can you do though? Can you, it sounds weird and sounds awkward, but can you just stand in front of the mirror and just move and put something on that makes you feel feel really good? Maybe it's the color, maybe it's the shape of the dress. Put something on that you feel good with and allow yourself to just see, like see the good parts. Mm. What can you do? What can you stop seeing? Because that's the, the thing that I have the benefit of when I finally kind of let them loosen up a little is that they, they're not looking in a mirror. Typically, there's not typically a mirror there, mm. or if there is, we're not like standing in front of it. Right. And so they kind of forget. 
and we're just interacting and we're enjoying and we're having fun. And we put, sometimes we'll put music on and sometimes we don't, like, it just depends on everybody's, you know, needs and vibes and what I'm feeling from them. But what happens is they start to shift and they feel good in their body. They're laughing a little. We kind of joke, we're doing this, we're doing that. And what do they start to feel is goodness inside their body. So how can you mimic that at home? You know, maybe it doesn't, maybe the mirror thing doesn't feel good, but some people might, they go, I love fashion. I love clothes. So that does feel good. I want to put on things that feel good for me and also be honest with what feels good for you. Right? Like sometimes we put on like really baggy things to hide. In fact, that adds on bulk and makes us look not quite ourselves. So play with that, have fun, right? See the things that you love. Well, you know what? Actually, I really do like my boobs like they're perky and they're fun and you know if I wear the right shirt they look really kind of just sassy I like it okay cool let's look let's focus on that and forget about the hips that you hate or whatever you know right right for a moment because then you're gonna you're gonna dress yourself differently because you're gonna accentuate the things that you do feel good about because we're always gonna have something that we're kind of going oh you know whatever um, but if you don't like the mirror thing, what else can you do? Can you get out some and do something that just feels real and raw? Can you go with a friend and just, I don't know, go roller skating? I don't know. You know, like just mm-hmm. really anything. I'm just, just something that makes you feel free and in your body versus in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we get in our bodies and out of our minds is when we see that shift. Again, the beauty of me being with the camera is that I can get them in their bodies more and talking instead of thinking, you know, and that's when I see the shift. Now, you know, of course, like I I'm realistic in the fact that I'm going to send, if I send a gallery of 50 photos, there's still going to be a handful that people are going to truly pick themselves apart in because this is just unfortunately human nature. But so many times because they've had an experience where they let themselves just be within it, they go, whoa, that's me. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are at different places. Some people I've had harder critics where they're going, oh, I'm, you know, oh, I love the photos, but I'm just still not loving myself. And they'll articulate that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe we need a few more times to open you up. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's the, it's its own type of therapy right? in a way. And I'm really mindful. I get in front of the camera all the time. If anybody follows me on social media, you see me in my social media. I'm in front of the camera all the time because who am I to say, Stand in your confidence and, you know, be real, be raw and not have that same experience. So I do it. And there's plenty of photos that I've put out there in the stratosphere for thousands of people to see that I'm like, oh, I wish that my my belly fat wasn't going over or my skin, not even necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. It wasn't going over my jeans in that picture. But you know what? Click send. I'm putting it on social media right now Mm -hmm. because, A, I'm probably the only one looking at it that hard, first of all. And second of all, that's my body. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that I was wearing a tighter shirt and my jeans were cutting in because I was sitting. I mean, that's just real life. Like, that's real life. Mm -hmm. So it's like for me then to show up and just say, I've clicked send on the photo that I could have just kept in a gallery somewhere Mm -hmm. and thought, oh, I I didn't love that. Or there's some where I see my, you know, if they're really up close, I see more of my eye wrinkles. And even with some soft editing, they're still there. And I'm going, wow, I look different than I used to. Like, oh, yes, I do. Everybody's going to look different than five years ago, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. three decades ago. You're going to. And isn't that beautiful? And so that's kind of my take on it is figuring out, you know, when I'm with with people, you know, meeting them where they are, allowing them to come out of their shell when they're ready, but not shoving them off the cliff either. You know, like I said, some clients, it takes a little bit longer and, you know, they'll say, oh, like three 
you know, sessions in, which could be, you know, three quarters down the line or three years down the line, depending on how often they do it. They're like, oh, I finally get it. I'm finally loving myself. Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing is how can we mimic that in life? Mm-hmm. How can we step into the confidence? How can, you know, even when I started, you know, random thought, but started putting purple in my hair, I was like, who's going to think of what of me? As okay, are they going to think I'm less professional? Are they going to think I'm younger? Am I whatever? And I already get that being short. People are like, oh, you're like 20 years old. I'm like, nope, totally not. But, you know, and so I was this big thought of what everybody else is going to think and worry and all this stuff. And then I, it's been, I started in 2019, slowly adding more and more purple in. And here I am just living and loving in it. So my message in that is what is what what is the thing that's really that you want to do? Do you want to dress more boldly? Do you want to wear more leather? I don't know. Do you want to wear brighter lipstick? Do you want to wear the bikini? Mm-hmm. I just saw somebody do a, a, a presentation and they um, do like swimwear and bras and things like that. And they're all about empowering your body, no matter what size, shape, no matter what, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful because there was just this essence of wear the dang suit that feels good. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do a two piece, but you want to be sassy, find a plunging neckline, but it's still a one piece, like whatever. All that to say is we have to figure out a way to burst through the conversations in our heads of what everybody else is worried about mm-hmm. because we have that. And then we have our own, what we're worried about. It's just butting up against each other, mm-hmm. just constantly friction in our heads. And then we'll do nothing. We'll just stay and go, Oh, I'm not worthy. My body's not worthy. My brain, my creativity, it's not worthy because right. well, I don't think it is. And I don't know if anybody else does either. They don't articulate it. Well, everybody around you is not going to always be cheerleading you on because mm-hmm. they don't know the struggles in your head, you know? And even if they do, you don't believe it. You're like, right. Okay. You just said, you know, that, you just said that compliment because you're my friend or whoever, you know? Well, no, it's like Mm -hmm. really allow those things into your, your mind. Brought to you by Gorski Wellness and the possibility of a better you. Are you feeling sluggish? Ready for a change? Need more energy? Up for a bigger challenge? I'm Moira Gorski, retired nurse and wellness advocate. For over 22 years, I've been helping people live healthier lives while making small changes each and every day. Those small changes lead my clients to living a healthier lifestyle with markedly better health. As a brand ambassador for the Shackley Corporation, the most clinically proven wellness company in the world, I guide my clients to make healthier choices each day with their food, supplements, skincare, workouts, and mindset. They say getting started is half the battle. Let's make healthy happen together. If you're ready for simple, natural, sustainable solutions to feeling and looking your best, let's connect. You'll find a link in the show notes or reach out to me at moiragorski.com. Here's to a better you. Well, a couple of things. Mirror work, you know, is supposed to be very powerful, like really doing the mirror work of standing in front. And who is it? Is it Louise Hay or... Oh, somebody yeah. talks about um, really going through mirror work exercises of standing there and talking to yourself for five minutes a day or whatever the case is. It can be very, yeah. very powerful, very emotional and things like that. Yeah. But what was cool is what you said. And if people heard it, like, again, we are concerned about there's, you know, we're concerned about what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. And so you ask people like, you know, how are you feeling about your body? And we point out what the negative 
but you, and we're worried about what other people think. And I think the the power of a great photographer is to tell them what you think, right? Here's somebody that's going to tell you what they think and what they see, but you start to point out those really good things and, but away, you know, and again, away from a mirror, but you know, people know that they have a really nice smile. They may not say, wow, I have a really nice smile or I have really pretty eyes, but they may not say that because again, they're just like, oh, that sounds too boastful or whatever. Yes. But you can point that out to them. And then what happens, what I heard you say, and I I go through this in ballroom dance and many other things in life. Like we live in our, I live in my head, but when we start to get down and really feel into our heart and start to feel, mm-hmm. you know, then we can really do some connecting. And sometimes it does take that, like you said, that movement, that going out and being playful and having fun and mm-hmm. swinging on the swings and the um, and just feel like a kid again kind of thing. And you can really connect in with that, that joy of when we were kids and we didn't really give a shit about, you know, absolutely the person next door or whatever. We just went out and played and we played with our friends and we stubbed our knee and like, oh, whatever, right. you know, but now we, then we move on to life and we're so like stuck in our head and so worried about what everybody else's th- things and their opinion of us. And quite honestly, right. We all know that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Right. But I also think what you brought up too, is that we also, because I heard another podcast the other day, where we we're talking about fear of, you know, Lewis Howe was talking to um, Ed Milet. I mean, two like mm. powerhouses out there, but, oh, yeah. um, you know, fear of failure and fear of success. You know, we always hear that, but sometimes we're also like, and that's kind of an outward thing. Like are people going to see that we're successful or that we're we're failing. Mm -hmm. But I also heard in there like that, that competition with ourselves. like, are we feeling like Mm. that we're failing to ourselves, you know, when we couldn't, we can't do this and we're not able to do this and stuff. And there's just all of that banter. Mm. And again, what I heard you saying is when you can, you as a photographer can look at that woman and or man and say, listen, this is what I see. And, you know, if you don't want to show your belly, like pull it in, let's drape this over. Like, I think one thing that right. has, uh, I ran a workshop many, many years ago, which I think is really, was very helpful to everybody is to dress for your body type. If somebody came in who was a stylist and she helped you because I look better. I mean, I look better in a V-neck regardless of what size I am. Some people look better. And so it's, if you need some help in that confidence, like go to a stylist. I was at a stylist yesterday at Nordstrom's because I'm going on a trip and I needed to update some things and they can look at you kind of like you would look at them as a photographer, but that stylist can look at you and say, Hey, you do have, you know, your bigger boobs or you have like wider hips. And so you should be wearing these kind of pants. It's not like, Oh, you shouldn't, but like, if you wear this, it's going to accentuate. It's going to make the best of your body that you have. And again, to be able to embrace that because sometimes we don't, I mean, the stuff that I bought yesterday, yeah, I bought two one piece bathing suits, but they're pretty, pretty awesome. They're pretty sexy. You know, one of them is like, wow. You know, you don't think of like a one piece, you're all covered up. I was like, wow, that's a good one. I'm going to take that because that's a little, it's, it's very, Again, it it ruches in and all that, but up here and the chest, I was like, oh, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but sometimes you need somebody else to have that eye to help you with that. Right. Similar to what you're doing with photography. Listen, hey, your eyes are and if you turn this way and the sun hits it, wow, that's a showstopper. And it even comes down to color too. Like, what colors are you wearing? What feels good? Because sometimes we put like black and and 
monotone colors on because we're trying to hide. Mm. And sometimes black is harsh. Like I don't look very great in like a if I wore like a black sweater, right? It's very harsh for me in particular. And for most people, you know, there's colors that are just going to kind of be garish on them or not. Like red also is another color that doesn't just sit well on me. So if I want to feel my most confident self, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm not going to go throw on a, a red mm-hmm. top, right? Because I'm just not going to feel good in it because it's not. So even that, I had a client last week. She's got a huge thing going on, a huge book. And we were like some of the particularities of what she needed were like, we needed to be spot on with stuff. But then it was like, oh, okay. Then that makes that, it makes it more nerve wracking, right? So of figuring out, well, what makes you look the best then? What are we doing here? And there was some color she was drawn to, but then I said, ooh, I said, this just softens you up a little bit. Like it really brings out, she had this beautiful red hair and, you know, and bright blue eyes. And I thought, you know, the shift from black to navy blue, it was mind blowing. It was mind-blowing. She's like, oh, I didn't realize. I was just thinking it needed to be really professional. I'm like, yes, but this is, it was still a, a blazer, but it was navy blue and it was like a crushed mm-hmm. velvet. So it just softened it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So even that, if you're like, yes, I want to enjoy getting dressed in the morning a little bit more, go take a look at your closet and see, uh, am I really just like throwing on black and whatever? Cause it's easy and it's simple. Okay, that's fine. Maybe that's your season that you're in, but can you throw in a few things that just feel good? Or when you coming up to summer, can you find a suit that maybe you just love the pattern of so stinking much that you're like, damn, I look really, really good. Um, And even like, there's just all these simple little things Mm -hmm. because like you said, yeah, our our mind is going to play tricks on us. And something that I also think translates a lot to the people that are a little bit more open to being joyful in their sessions. Cause I have some people who come in and they're just like, okay, they're worried so much about like angles and things like that, that, you know, like I said, some people I can crack open right away and others it takes time or sometimes at the end of the session or whatever. But the ones that at least allow a little bit more joy into their existence and being a part of the whole thing is that you see that in the photos. What they When they look back at it, they see the joy. Mm-hmm. They don't see the fear that they had in front of the mm-hmm. camera. They're like, oh, I actually love myself in these photos. And I'm like, because you felt joyful. So it's the same idea of putting on a fun pair of earrings that you really, really love. Or I'm huge on even just putting a little bit of eye makeup on. On a day, I might not be seeing anybody. I might just be working on back-end things in my own office, in my own home. But I put a little bit of eye makeup on. And those days, I feel a little bit more productive. I feel a little bit more myself. And that's what matters. I think that that's a a good takeaway for people, too, is if you aren't feeling so good, again, put on something that... that is a little colorful. Again, we do, we put on black a lot and we hide a lot, you know, and um, in with the colors that we put on. But I was told many years ago that um, big earrings are a, a sign of confidence. So I'm like, hey, I want to be confident most days. So guess what? I mean, if you see me, I'm always in big earrings. I used to wear just little studs, but now I'm like, it's all about the big earrings because, and I th- I want the message to be like, you don't have to be super confident to put the earrings on. Yeah. Some days I'm like, hey, I love these. I'm feeling great today. And other days it's like I'm putting them on because I don't feel so confident. But I know if I put them on, like you're saying, you put some color, you throw some lipstick on. Yeah. I mean, when my mom passed, um, it's been two years this uh, coming month. And uh, one of the things that, um, you know, I have two older sisters who I mentioned here uh, that 
I said, you know what? One of, one of the things mom taught me was uh, to yeah. put on a good, li- you know, good lipstick before you leave the house. And they're like, really? I go, look at all of those storyboards. We just put together six picture boards. <laughs> Every single picture she has lipstick on. And they're like, well, I guess you're the one that got it because I'm the one that wears lipstick all the time. They're kind of like, (laughs) "Eh, you know, whatever. But again, sometimes it's putting the lipstick on first before you feel confident or again, putting, you know, choosing that. We could talk about so much forever, but there's one more thing I want to talk about. Just at least mention about the confidence. And again, what a a really great photographer can do, a great friend can do. But in a particular, like I... Because again, you guys do have a lot of power to help. Because I know when I've worked with you, the little that I've worked with you, I just, I felt yeah. great when I left and um, yeah. and took home some beautiful photos. But I also had an opportunity to participate in a boudoir photo shoot. Yeah. And I was doing it, I was doing it for everybody else. I was doing it because it was a fundraiser. And I was yes. doing it because like, oh, this would be a great thing. And you, you know, the um, she's in our networking, we so's group. Uh, Jennifer Ramirez, she was doing a great fundraiser for organization and she had a photographer and I was like, oh, and then I'll do it for my husband or whatever. Now, I mean, talk about like a little nerve wracking, a little like, oh my God, like, Mm. okay, and bring your lingerie and bring your like, oh, yeah, you know, (laughs) I'm telling you, I, I realized on the way home, even before I left, as I started to cry when I thanked him and he showed, cause he showed me some of the photos and I said, for somebody who has dealt with body image issues for a good part of my life. Like you made me look beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Now, many people will never see those photos. Right. But I also, the point of it was that I thought I was doing it for everybody else. Yeah. And in the end, I was, I did it for me. Right. Because I left with so much confidence. And again, nobody, nobody's going to see those except the little book that's in my nightstand next to my husband's side. Right. He's the only one. And I've shown him to a couple of friends, you know, sure, nobody's sure. going to see that, but it was that idea of that man. And he was a man. People are like, you had a man take pictures of you in lingerie. I'm like, whatever. He's a guy, he's a dude. That's my age. He has right. kids and whatever. I mean, it wasn't about that profession, you know? This, yeah. Yeah. But this man was able to find the beauty in me in a yeah. very uncomfortable, like, you know, yeah. Oh my gosh, the photos were I like I started to cry. I mean, at the end, and it still gets me like I love that because it's like, you know, he, we are all beautiful beings. God put us on this earth and yeah. we are all different, different sizes and stuff like that. But there is such beauty. And when you can have a friend, a photographer, you know, find that and to be able to capture that, yeah, and then help you see that as a person and build that confidence for that day yeah. and onward. It's just such a beautiful, you know, a beautiful thing. I encourage people to do to think about doing those because people are like, oh my God, I'll never do that. I'm like, ah, you should do it. I mean, I had my fur. Yeah. I had, I mean, it was, yeah. it was. They were stunning pictures that I never imagined. And I was like, wow, I guess I look pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. But yeah, I mean, I I encourage people all the time to just try something new, whether it's in front of the camera doing boudoir or branding or whatever it is, or or maybe it's not that right this moment. But what is that little step in the right direction? Because only you really have the power to do make the choice. Like you said, even though you did it for other people, at the end of the day, it was something else. So if you have to, you know, use some other kind of means of getting there, oh, I'm doing this to help somebody or I'm, you know, I'm going to try this new thing because my friend wants me to go with her, like at least be confident enough to 
to not just shoot it down and say, no, that's not for me. Give it a whirl. And the worst thing that happens is like, well, it's not for me. <laughs> like, great. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't, you know, I didn't learn as much as I thought I was. But if you go into it with that curiosity, like you said, just bringing a full circle, mm-hmm. right. that curiosity from the beginning of going, I have no idea what this is going to look like. And this is coming from somebody who prior to the last few years, and I still do like stability and, and knowing what's coming. And the person's like, okay, what time are we going to be there? I like that. But that being said, I have expanded myself to be more curious of, well, let's just see what the day brings or let's just see what this looks like. So give yourself that power because we all have it within ourselves to do the smallest little thing, whether it's, yeah, you know what? I haven't worn makeup in years and I have been kind of feeling like maybe I want to do something. Just put mascara on tomorrow or right Mm -hmm. after you listen to this or right while you're listening to this, like go in the bathroom right now while we're finishing up here and talking and put some mascara on and just give yourself that little like. I felt good in that choice. Mm-hmm. It's not about the makeup. It's about you feeling good. Or, you know, I, I want to rearrange my living room because that's going to feel good. And it's going to give me a refresher and feeling confident in just my space and the how I relax when I come and sit in there. I mean, it has it can be as simple as that or it can be as big as mm-hmm. booking yourself a photo shoot and just saying, I don't even have a need for these photos. Like, if you know. Right. I just want to feel good. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, so many people out there that, you know, finding a good fit for you is important to find the person that's going to, you're going to feel comfortable. And there's so many of us out there that do the work because it can be therapeutic. And at least for me in my world, it, yeah, I work to make it be such, you know, because I want people to change. You know, the, one of the best compliments I ever had was somebody who was like hemming and hawing the whole time prior leading up to their session saying, I'm going to be the worst critic. I'm going to be the worst, your worst client. And not because of you, not because of what you do, but because I like literally like hate and she used the word hate, not me. I literally hate myself. And that was really early on in my career before I was really even like where I am now with how passionate I am about this being something that can shift people. And it was like that thing where I'm going, what does that even mean? Like, you know, like I just want to run away because I don't know Mm -hmm. how I'm going to help serve this person if they, that's how stuck in their own Mm -hmm. feelings they are. But she gets the gallery back and she's like, who is that? How did you do that? That's you. Did you really Photoshop me? No, I did a little bit of soft editing and, but you were, you allowed yourself to be at ease eventually. You could tell from the beginning to the end of the session where she was mentally and emotionally. And she's like, wow. Never to, I will never forget that because she mm-hmm. actually allowed herself to love parts of her that she was yeah. gung ho, stubborn, and in, in a not necessarily a beneficial way, but it worked out in the end. Not beneficial way. Stubborn is all get out on. I will not like myself. Nothing you can do, no matter how you know how will you roll the dice. It's not going to happen. To wow, like like your experience. Wow. And that right there, no matter what it is, how small or extravagant you start, just let yourself have that little bit of wow factor. Just Mm -hmm. do it. Just, just allow it. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Really good stuff. Um, Again, so much goodness in what you shared and what we talked about again. And it's just that, just challenge yourself to relax enough and have that confidence that you are beautiful inside and out and that you're unique. I mean, we are who we are who we are. We do have control over, you know, I mean, we can, again, we can change what we wear. We can change what we do. We can change our hairstyle. We can also change the way we think and feel about 
ourselves and things like that. So really, really good. Um, I love, I love what you do. I love your message. Um, and again, like I said, in the beginning, I love your energy too, because that really just comes across and, um, where can people find you, um, in this whole world, if they want to find you, um, to check you out and, um, perhaps work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me here. And I would love to connect with anybody, even if it's just to, you know, become internet BFFs. I have so many people I've met all over that are just, you know, we may never work together in any capacity, but just supporting. I'm huge on that. So if you are in social media world, um, on Facebook, you can find me at little powerhouse branding and I'm there on Instagram. My handle is Megan Holly creates. And then on TikTok, it is just Megan Holly for my handle. So, um, those are the three spaces I spend most of my time and you'll see lots of encouraging messages, me showing up raw, all the things. So if you need a little bit boost of that in your life, Come join, come ha- hang out with me, say hello, don't be shy. Um, and yes, I, I of course, locally do a lot of work uh, for small businesses and um, all that good stuff for photography, but I also do uh, branding, coaching and things like that as well. So that can be anybody around the globe. I've got clients all over mm-hmm. to just build your confidence, like going back to that, building your confidence in yourself, but also in your business and things like that too. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah. Yeah. And any last words for, for the listeners today, Megan? You know, just at the end of the day, just really whatever is kind of, kind of scratching at you to just love on a little bit more in your life, not necessarily your body, you know, but just in your life, um, listen to it, right. Listen to whatever it is and see what comes of it. Don't be afraid of, just creeping towards the edge of something new. You never know where it's going to go. And so I just urge you, if something popped up while we were talking, just take a look at it. What does it mean for you? What could it look like? And even if you have no idea what it looks like, just take the first step, whether it's a question, a phone call, a whatever, just do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 That's really good. And, and I heard someone say this last summer when I was at a, a convention, like when we start to feel uncomfortable, that's when the change is coming. Yeah. So if it feels uncomfortable, um, then perhaps that's a really good thing. Absolutely. And, um, you know, lean in, step in, try something new. So thanks, Megan, for being with yeah. me today. I really do appreciate it. It's quite an honor to have you here. Oh, well, thank you. It was an honor to be here. You are welcome. And um, again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the episode and continuing, you know, the continuing the message of like, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be struggles and things like that, but there is so much joy to be had and we've got to go out and um, find it ourselves in this uh, wonderful world of ours. So we'll catch you next time. Hey there, ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorski.com, or simply email me, moira at moiragorski.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting, and I'm here to say, there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy, and that's joy, the journey of you.